everybody, and welcome to the Fine Delicate Media Podcast. Thank you all so much for joining today's episode. I've got a couple of great subjects that I wanted to talk about today. Um, two subjects to be specific. I promised last episode that I was going to make it more, more simplified and also try not to get into just a bunch of subjects and trying to cram them into a small period of time. So just trying to trying to keep myself a little bit more balanced, in check, and more organized with my thoughts. To get us started, the first thing I wanted to talk about is creative blocks. Um, creativity, having you know blocks, feeling strained, and so forth. It's something that sadly I've been dealing with recently and for a period of time. Um, And I've also recognized and seen that others have too. I think a lot of it is related and due to COVID-19, all the shutdowns, some areas like ours here in Sacramento where the shutdowns were lifted to an extent and then re-shut down this past Monday. So just a lot of, or about a week ago, I should say last Monday, not this past Monday. Um, but anyways, just a lot of a lot of back and forth and stuff going on. People are getting overwhelmed, they're tired of it, and it's, it's, it's affecting a lot of us in the creative world. I've noticed it for me for some time. To be honest, a little bit more before COVID-19 hit, and I started doing some research and in therapy, kind of talked about it with my therapist just to see if there was any recommendations or things I could try to try to just get me past this slump that I was in, you know, and it was just, I was, I was going through a lot at the time when everything first originally hit. And the first kind of marker for me where I recognized I had the problem was once everything kind of finalized with the divorce between me and my ex, it, it, it put me in this strange, unfamiliar place in my mind where even though I'd already faced and dealt with self-doubt and self-image issues, not thinking highly of myself and, you know, just not feeling very good about myself inside and out. I was not in a very happy place with myself. And a lot of it, I just thought, okay, well, I've got problems. Everybody knows that. That's why I'm going to therapy, you know, just kind of finding ways that I can safely deal with the issues and find ways to move past them, keep, keep living, keep moving on. But that kind of reignited some of those feelings that I thought I kind of got myself past at least a little bit. And I did, (laughs) or at least I kind of took a few steps back and then I started kind of getting a down on myself because it felt like I got so far. How did this one event just put me back so far? And, and really it's a mental state that we can all really put ourselves into. But the good news is that also means that we can take ourselves 
out of it as well. So that was kind of a lesson that I think I needed to learn. I kept allowing myself to get back into that place and feeling like, what do I do? I'm stuck and I can't get it right. And in reality, this is something that I can fix within myself. Yes, it takes time. Yes, it takes effort. No, it's not easy, but it can be done. And so it was a great lesson that I had to learn. This time around, I really wanted to start doing some digging into, well, what are some of the reasons that creative blocks happen? And really it was because I wanted to find out, is there a way that I can prevent this from happening in the future? Or at the very least, if I can't prevent it, be prepared, you know, so that I'm kind of looking ahead. If I know certain things are going to come up in my life that could potentially bring on that creative block, I can kind of prepare ahead of time and already come up with a game plan to help myself through it. And so isn't life just interesting? Just want to interject that. (laughs) Um, So with that said, uh, I started doing some research and, you know, talked to the therapist and I got a really great, simple list of some of the reasons why creative blocks may occur. Now, this is just a list of some items. It doesn't necessarily mean that this is every single reason and it doesn't necessarily mean that because this item is on a list that this is the reason why you as an individual listening has a creative block if you're also going through it like me. But I wanted to at least share this list. It really gave me some great insight into my psyche, where my mind goes in certain situations, and again, really kind of how I can use this as a way to prepare for the future. So number one on the list, and there's a, there's several on here, uh, just as a little side note, that I really felt, yep, that's me, that's totally where my mind went, and I've experienced a lot of these more recently. So it kind of makes sense that I'm kind of in a weird creative headspace. So number one, death of a loved one or the end of a relationship. Now, just to stop there for a moment, I've realized, and I think this is a pretty common thing, is that creative blocks don't just always happen one time and that's it. They can happen multiple times in your life cycle and that's pretty normal. I've had some friends that say or you know claim that, yeah, it was just one time. That's great. I wish I could say the same. Unfortunately, I can't. I've had multiple times in my life where I've had creative blocks. And usually, sadly, my tendency is if I hit a big creative block where I just can't get my thoughts put together correctly, I usually end up giving up on whatever that creative project was at the time, and I just end up moving on to something else. Uh, For example, when I was 18, I was in lust, I will not say in love, Because growing up and maturing, I understand now that it wasn't love, it was lust. But I was in lust at the time and just head over heels, super into this guy and thought that we were going to be together forever. You know, typical 18 year old, just got out of high school, cute little lovey-dovey stuff. Doesn't mean that every 18 year old that's in a relationship isn't going to work out because I've got plenty of friends on my list that absolutely got married at 18 and they are still together to this day, which is awesome. That just wasn't me. (laughs) 
so our relationship ended about oh my memory is horrible I want to say either six or eight months after it started so it was less than a year um and it ended very badly it ended very immaturely I didn't react well he definitely did not react well and at the time I used to be a major writer loved writing stories they could be short they could be medium I was working on a novel even and I was on a roll I had hundreds of pages already into it it was going to be a big one it was going to be a massive one and I was actually going to end up turning it into a three-parter book series so I was really excited that relationship ending put a huge wrench into my creativity at that time and I ended up stopped writing for for years for years and years and years I didn't pick up a pen I didn't go to my computer open up word doc and start typing I just I didn't I I lost the motivation I lost the love for it I even stopped write uh, reading books that's how bad it got and instead of at the time you know look, sitting down and thinking about well, where's my priority? Being sad and lost in my sadness or getting back into the thing that I loved? I didn't do that. So now, years and years later, looking back at it, I realized that I didn't do it the correct way. Again, granted, I was 18. I was very inexperienced, very ignorant to life and and how to move on past heartache and heartbreak. So I definitely didn't do it the right way. The other time that it happened uh, was about two years later. So I was about 20, coming on 21, another relationship. And that one also ended very sadly, very abruptly, out of the blue, didn't expect it. There was no warning signs, nothing, at least that I felt at that time. And at that time, I was singing a lot, not professionally, I'd recorded, but it was mainly with friends in the comfort of my home just for us to enjoy and have fun together. And I stopped singing. And that was also a huge passion, huge love for me. And that stopped. So just right there, two events where a relationship ended caused me to stop my passions. Not that I've really, I yes, I've had another relationship end, but I've really tried to determine that I don't want that to happen again where I cut off the thing that has brought me joy and passion into my life. Instead, I want to fight through it and find a way past it. So that one really hit me. And that was just the first one out of several others. Um, So going back to the list of some of the reasons why, the next one, a lack of financial support. Now, I can safely say I have not personally felt that. I've had, you know, I've always had financial issues but you know just growing up not being in a family that had a lot of wealth or a lot of means so I was always used to it growing up not always having enough money for everything that I wanted to do so to me it wasn't that big of a deal if I hit points where it was like dang I can't go on a vacation because I don't have the money that's okay can always make up for it in some other way shape or form so that one didn't hit me but I can understand how for some that can be a very difficult roadblock to overcome. Now, the third one, this one, this is something I've actually really been feeling lately. The depletion of all creative energy 
after a fully immersed period of creating. Now, the reason why this one really struck a chord with me is because my full-time job requires a lot of use of my creative juices, my creative powers, my creative thinking. I'm creating websites for people. Now, it is a template, template, excuse me, template-based platform, but clients are always asking, what's your opinion? What do you think? Should I do this? How should I plug it in? Should I use a fancy font? Should I use a regular font? Should I put in pictures, liven it up? Help me jazz it up. What's your ideas? And so, you know, in the effort to impress, make my clients happy, I'm always using my creativity. What that's created though is a downside where now when it comes to my photography, to this podcast, my creativity is being depleted and it's making it harder for me to think creatively with my other passion projects. And so it's made me realize just how much I'm using day-to-day my creativity literally by the end of the day when my job ends all I can do is lay down on the bed and just vegetate so it's it's a lot so that one really really hit a chord with me the next one self-doubt that can pertain both to ability and talent And that is definitely another one that has hit a chord. A lot of that I do know for myself and I know for others that have also expressed this to me. A lot of that stems from comparing ourselves to someone else. You know, maybe someone we admire, someone who's at that level or at that goal where we want to be. We observe them, we admire them, and we want to be there. And not that there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but when we start comparing ourselves and where we're at, we have no idea the amount of work, blood, sweat, and tears they've had to pour into their passion, their project to get where they're at. Maybe they don't have to work full time like some of the others of us do. So we just, we don't know everything that they went through. And so it's really not emotionally fair of ourselves to compare ourselves to somebody else. It's okay to look at someone and admire them and want to want to be like that or be able to get to that point, but it all has to be realistic and reasonable on ourselves. We each have different circumstances and life events and responsibilities, so we have to work within those parameters, what our limitations are. Each of us have limitations. And so that's kind of something that my therapist has really kind of helped me figure out amongst other, you know, other things that I've been doing, studying the Bible and so forth, just really learning to be, to be humble within myself, you know, looking at my inner self and realizing, yes, I have limitations. What are they and how do I work around them so that I can still complete the goals that I have, still have the passion projects I have, but be reasonable with my time, my personal expectations, and the amount of energy and effort that I put into these projects. But that self-doubt, oh, it's a wicked, wicked feeling, and it does hit all of us. Now, the next one that they had on the list, repeated rejection of one's work, I'm glad I haven't really, I've been rejected, but not a lot. I wouldn't say 
repeatedly, I've been rejected maybe twice and, and really actually not by clients themselves, mainly just when I've reached out to fellow photographers advertising that they're looking for, you know, a partnership, you know, someone that can assist to them, go with them to, you know, their sessions, help them with carrying things or being a second photographer to them to capture the extra moments in between. And I, you know, I ended up reaching out to a few people where I may not have just been what they were looking for. Maybe my style, my editing, my choice of things just wasn't exactly what they were looking for. And that's actually okay. Rejection isn't necessarily a bad thing, but if you're repeatedly getting rejection, I can definitely understand how that could really just make you really down on yourself, really self doubt and be anxious and so forth. So that one made a lot of sense even though I, I didn't have any personal application to that one. The next one though, anxiety regarding the outcome of a project or task. That one hit a little bit as well because I do deal with anxiety quite a bit unfortunately and it's something that I just, I know I'm always going to be working on, I know it's something I'm always going to be fighting. Some days are better than others. Um, so it's just something that, you know, we all each kind of, we each have our own anxieties for sure. Some maybe less, some maybe more, but it, it can definitely affect the way we look at our projects, at our passions, at our goals, at our work. So keeping that in check can definitely help us keep, keep reaching those goals that we're reaching for. The next one, super hit a, a chord. I, I felt slightly attacked because I realized just how bad this was. The need for perfection. Okay, so I'm gonna be real for a moment. I realized a while back that when it comes to my work, my delivery, my performance, everything, that I have a need for personal perfection. I want my work to be perfect and I will pour my soul into the work until I see that perfect look that I'm going for. And if I don't see it, I get overly stressed. I get angry within myself. I start to kind of personally attack myself mentally and emotionally and that's very unhealthy. And I know I'm not the only one on this planet that does that. There's a lot of us that do that. It's not a good thing, it's not healthy, but it is a thing nonetheless. And I do have a tendency for that. So that is something that I've recognized within myself. And I recognize that that's very unreasonable of myself to expect because I'm not a perfect person. None of us are. And so therefore it's unreasonable to expect perfection from an imperfect human being. And and what I've also recognized within that is that sometimes the imperfect moments end up being those, those moments that make us perfectly happy. And so uh, just like an example, in the photography world, a lot of people just love that crisp, quality, perfect image. But I've also seen some images on like Instagram, for instance, where it's... Um, out of focus or slightly blurry. Maybe it's an action shot and the camera kind of blurred, blurred their face a little bit or blurred the background a little bit more than you would normally think. 
and it ends up being just this absolutely gorgeous and beautiful, perfectly captured moment that you just cannot get over. You cannot stop staring at. But to some people, that might seem like an imperfect image. But to others, that's just that that that's it. That's the goal. <laughs> that's what you want. And so it just it really kind of got me thinking that seeking that perfection really is just nonsense. It's nonsensical. It doesn't make sense. And it's it's worthless to really try to go for that. Now, there's nothing wrong with those that want to still provide the best quality images or project or content that they possibly can. I'm not saying that that's bad. What I'm saying is that it's not reasonable to put such a degree of expectation on yourself when in reality, as an imperfect human being, we can't perfectly execute everything exactly as we want. So we have to kind of work within our limitations. So that was one that really hit a chord with me and something I'm really working on. I'm really actively working on that. Um, the next the next two items, uh, the dependence on substances to be creative. Now that's not anything that I've ever fought. I don't personally know anyone that's had that issue. I can imagine that being very difficult, um, especially for those that have addictions. I've, 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 I've got family members that have had specific addictions, not necessarily to drugs, but maybe to alcohol, uh, to, you know, other things and so forth, but not drugs. So this one was a little hard for me uh, to have personal application to, but I can at least empathize with those that have had that issue. And maybe stopping that can kind of affect your creativity for a while. So overcoming that I can imagine can be very, very difficult. The next one though, onset of an illness or medical condition. Now I've personally had several friends that were in the creative world, one a singer, another uh, an artist, a, a painter, and they each had their own medical illness that came out of the blue. One kind of sort of expected it, the other didn't. And it's, it's put a huge strain on their creativity and they were really getting their name out there. You know, they were really getting out there. People knew their name. They were getting famous. And so it was it was a bit heartbreaking to see that happen. I don't have personal application for myself that I could say I could go through. I do think those that have emotional illnesses, you know, anxiety, major stress, uh, learning disabilities, things like that, that I can understand a little bit more medical illness where you have an illness or a virus affects you. Um, one of your organs doesn't work the same way anymore. Your brain isn't functioning the same way because you had um, an epileptic, you know, um, um, episode or a seizure, just whatever the case may be that can really affect the way your brain operates. I can't fully understand that because I've never been through that, but I can I can at least understand from the aspect of feeling totally lost in what do I do? How do I fix this? But that one, that one, unfortunately, I didn't quite have personal application to. Um, a sudden loss of meaning and purpose in one's work. 
That one I have definitely 100% felt several times. I, I, I've been going through that for some time. It's kind of been a culmination of several of the above mentioned items along with this because I kind of going back to the topic of comparing myself to others. I've got a lot of friends that are photographers and I see their work and I'm impressed with their, you know, their progression, seeing where they were just a few years ago to what they are now and feeling like I'm not really seeing that in myself. Maybe others are, but I'm not seeing that in myself and it feels very disappointing. I think some of it is, you know, I, I am working a full-time job Monday through Friday. It does exhaust me. It makes it harder for me to use my spare time to do research, to play. COVID-19 really put a huge strain on things. I couldn't just meet up with people outside and start taking pictures whenever I wanted to. Things had to be pre-planned. We had to wait for a while until we got the word that we could go outside. So just, it really put a huge weight on my mind and my soul feeling like I've wasted my time. I've wasted money on buying these things so that I could be better, so I could get better, do better, provide better. I'm not better. What the heck am I even doing? I should just give up. I should just stop. And I've really had to fight those feelings um, even recently, to be honest. And I've, I've even had the pleasure of working with some people recently that I love, I adore. They're amazing, easy to work with. They help me, they praise me, they compliment me. And yet I still have these secret inner self-doubts feeling like I'm never gonna be what I want to be. So that's a really hard feeling um, to keep experiencing. It's it's frustrating because a part of me, the, the logical side of me knows that I'm being unreasonable on myself and I don't like being emotional. I, I like to be just completely logical and realistic the whole time. And when I'm not, I get very frustrated at myself. Like all these inner thoughts are like, come on, Sav, get yourself together. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna do better. You just have to keep working at it. It's hard work. Everybody knows that, but you're going to get better. And when I don't see that I'm getting better, I get very frustrated. So it's just, I, I've, I've got a lot of monsters kind of living inside my mind that I'm constantly battling with. So that's kind of been something that I've been dealing with. The The last one is kind of something I do towards myself. It kind of ties into and wraps up a lot of that self-doubt that I was talking about, a lot of the anxiety towards uh, that need for perfection and so forth. Um, the last one is negative self-talk or criticism. And unfortunately, there's kind of a two-parter to that. As a woman, it is a tendency of ours from being imperfect that we do have a tendency of being negative and criticizing ourselves. A lot of that is because the world has told us how we need to think, how we need to look, how we need to walk, how we need to dress, everything. And we start to believe that's how we have to look dress, talk, and be. It's not true, but that's all we've heard since we were born. Even if our parents do their best to tell us, no, be yourself, 
dress how you want, talk how you want, be yourself. Don't be what others tell you to be. We're already, we're already messed up. <laughs> it's, we're already blocking you out. We're only listening to the world at that point. The other thing too is just that self-doubt that we have as women because we're always told or unfortunately we're always being told that we're too emotional. We're too too attached to a situation. We're not looking at it objectively. Um, we're, we're biased, you know, and therefore our feelings, our opinions, our voice is, it doesn't matter because we can't trust it. I'm sorry, but that's so not true. And it's like, in a logical sense right now, when I think about it, I know that that's not true. I know that we have voices, opinions, and they do matter. But when you get in that specific headspace, when you're really doubting yourself, you're doubting yourself, you're feeling, you're, you're criticizing every choice you've ever made up into that moment, it's, it is hard to think rationally, but being able to find a way to kind of push yourself out of that emotional self-reflection and into that rationalism can really, really help. And that's something that I'm really trying to work hard on with my therapist's help, with just you know all the Bible studies that I'm doing. I'm really starting to learn just how beneficial it is to get out of that negative headspace and and look at the positive. So instead of kind of sitting down and going, okay, you didn't do this today, you didn't do that, you still failed to complete this task, now you're starting a new project, and so on and so forth. Instead of writing down all of those negative things, what I'm starting to do, and, and I've only literally just started this recently within the last few days, but I'm already noticing a mental difference with myself. And so I really want to kind of anyone who that who is, you know, self-doubting yourself, um, dealing with a lot of self-negativity, self-criticism, um, I want to challenge you to do the same thing. The moment you start to feel any sort of negative feeling towards yourself, I want you to sit down, pull out your notebook or or maybe a little note app in your phone and I want you to write down five things, five positive and good things that you've done. It could be overall in your life that you're proud of. It could be recent moments or projects you've completed or things that you're working on, goals, positive goals that you're working towards. So you're you're basically readjusting your thinking in that moment. Now, obviously this is going to take some hard work and you're going to have to be very self-aware, but the moment that you can start realizing every time a negative thought comes up, you start to write, write things down, um, do it. I want to, I want all of us to work on it. So anybody listening, I'm going to share this on, on Instagram. I'm going to share this on, uh, Facebook, on my website. I, I want to get this out there as much as possible, but over the next three months, so this is going to be a, a time project, three months, anyone listening or anyone that follows me on social media at the three month marker starting from today, I want everybody to check back in 
uh, you can DM me, you can go back to the original post I'm gonna post. I'll, I'll uh, put in a timer to repost it, but I want everybody to tell me where they're at mentally after doing this three months consecutively every single time they feel a negative feeling coming up about themselves. Um, my therapist kind of challenged me to it. Uh, my husband challenged me to it. And so I, I really want to complete it. I think this is a, a beautiful project and I really want to just spread the love and the support out there in the community for women, the community for creatives, uh, community for, you know, Sacramento, but all, all beyond that, just anybody listening. Um, and it doesn't even have to be just for women. If, if you're a dude, a, a guy, and you're listening, a man, and you're also dealing with these, because let's face it, everybody has these. Doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, you know, how you look at yourself. We each have a tendency to be negative and criticize ourselves. So I really am challenging everybody. So Make that your challenge. Make it a personal goal for the next three months, starting from today. As soon as you feel negative about something regarding yourself, write down your top five positives about yourself. Again, it can be five things that you've done previously that you're proud of. It can be five things you're currently working on. Or it could be five goals that you're really excited to accomplish in the future. So positivity, that's what we're gonna work on for the next three months. One last thing I wanted to talk about, um, since we are kind of in a, like a re-shutdown in uh, California, I know there's a few other states that kind of did it again, not every state because not a lot have reported huge increases. Um, but one thing since, I previously kind of sort of mentioned that, you know, me and my husband were thinking about, you know, buying a piece of property and things like that. A little heads up, since I do work with realtors every day, helping them set up their websites and get them up and running, um, I, I, I get to talk a lot about the markets in the different states. And recently, several realtors uh, did mention, you know what, take your time. <laughs> Don't rush getting into the market, buying, you know, whether it's going to be, um, you know, your own personal property or something that you want to use for um, other purposes, renting out, you know, property management, anything like that. Just take your time. And I wanted to just kind of give that quick little word of caution. I think mainly because I, I do recognize that you know, we could be very potentially with the way the economy's been affected because of the shutdowns. It's it's a big potential that we could be leading into um, issues with the real estate market. You know, people not buying or the prices are just not what we expected. They could skyrocket or they could, you know, go very, very low, which could be great for buyers, but terrible for sellers. So it just be cautious, be mindful, keep your eye out take your time personal preference for me we are working on saving up a bit more before we get into that and also just finalizing the payoffs on our credit card debt just to ensure we don't have that and so that would be a word of recommendation i would have for all of you just with the way things are going we don't know how long this secondary shutdown is going to last we don't know how our economy is going to bounce back 
after everything kind of you know dies down that might be a terrible phrase to use right now <laughs> but I mean like when things kind of settle down and go back to some sort of what we consider normalcy we just don't know what the future holds and so be cautious be mindful be aware take your time keep your eye on things don't rush so that was just kind of like my little extra tidbit to wrap up today's podcast now I know that was the um kind of going back to the creative blocks and so forth I know that was a lot of deep conversations a lot of more of my own personal opinions but I I do hope that for anyone listening that is suffering with you know blockages of creativity I hope that in some way this can kind of help you know you know you're not alone I'm absolutely going through it if you want to reach out for some support I am all for it if I see any of your posts where you're making it known you're going through it I will be sure to reach out to you and offer assistance any way that I can um but definitely know you're not alone feel free to talk to somebody one really big tip that I thought was super helpful and I want to use my podcast a little bit more in this regard is uh, they recommended when it comes to creativity blocks in your normal projects, your normal passion projects, um, instead of focusing on that, start a new creative project. So for like for me, yes, even though I've been doing this podcast for a little bit of time, I have not been very good at keeping up with it, not following up on you know, doing more episodes, recording things and releasing things. So I want to make that my focus. So outside of photography, outside of my normal seven to four job, I really want to focus on getting better with this podcast. And I'm so sorry if any of you can hear any background noise from the landscapers. They were quiet for three hours and all of a sudden they're making noise again. So I'm so sorry if you can hear this. (laughs) I'm using the mobile app right now to record this. So Hopefully it's not too bad, but we will see. Um, But that's where I wanted to wrap up for today. Thank you all so much for listening. I know I've been a bit scattered with all the different subjects. I want to talk about deeper subjects like today's. I also want to talk about lighter subjects, fun things, sharing passion projects and so forth. So I might still be a little scattered, but I do. I am working on putting together a list of subjects, doing research, kind of writing down some of the topics that I want to specifically mention. So I'm a bit more organized the further I go. I know a lot of it's just going to be kind of learning as I progress, but I'm getting there. I promise. I I promise I will do better. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, though, I love you all so much. I really, really appreciate all of you listening offering your support share this around if you can i really want to get it out there so i'm going to be working on some marketing and things like that to really get this out there hopefully a little bit more so fingers crossed on that and um, keep listening i'll make sure to post a little bit more and um you know go over some some subjects i'd love to get feedback on that i can share in upcoming um, episodes So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to really give this more effort that I think that it deserves. Again, I love you all, appreciate all, and you have yourselves a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, everyone.